If you haven't done so yet, please head over to patreon.com slash dissecting80s and learn about all the amazing stuff we have there. Bonus content like bonus episodes, our monthly newsletter that tells you about some fun stuff we've been watching and clues you in not just to the next episode, but the two after that. So you get a little bit of a jump on uh, what movies are coming if you like to watch along with us. We have a $5 tier where you get those bonus episodes. You, you get the Bag of Soup Sentinel newsletter at the $2 tier. And once you sign up, you get everything that tier has all at once. You get an RSS feed you can drop into any podcast listening app that you like, whether that's the stock one on your phone or some fancy one that you like. You get a uh, URL, you drop in there, and you get those episodes when they get posted. Quarterly bonus episode on the $5 tier, that's four per year, plus the annual Christmas Terry, which we did on the Muppets Family Christmas that was really fun this year, I think. Tons of great stuff. More than 20 hours of bonus content at the $5 tier you get instantly. So go check that out, patreon.com slash dissecting80s. Oh, and the original 78 episodes of this show that are now there at any tier for any amount. You, you pay us a dollar and you download them and you delete the Patreon. We won't be sad, but we wanted to put our good audio out there. So patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the mega podcasting powers and with me, as always, is a man pretending to type away on an old school green computer, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Leno. I'll say the note. I was going to say it later. Honestly, old green computer inter- user interface, very confusing to me. <laughs> it is, and this movie especially, uh, very confusing. Yeah, it's always just like, access mainframe. And I'm like, okay, well, hang on. Feels like there should be a few steps. Between so A and the B. funny thing is, the funny thing is, you're five years younger than me, and sometimes that five years feels like nothing, and sometimes that five years feels like an eternity. Because I definitely remember using MS DOS prompts to run games. Like you'd have to put the disk in the drive and be like, "Run D colon forward slash Oregon Trail," or I, that's not the exact. Someone about there is like, "That's not how you did it." I'm sure you're right, but it was you had to like in MS DOS like tell it to execute a function, and then it did it. Yeah, I I don't have a strong memory of that. For, I me was the I, I when I was really using the computer, it was like the icons and like you download, like you put the disc in, download yeah. it, and then you would play it or whatever. Um, right. Although there is a Christmas video of like or whatever. I'm gonna say you're probably eight, nine. Ninety six is when we got the desktop. If that's what you're referring. To. Yeah, it was, and there's it's in the, in our Christmas video. It's like playing some like dragon thing. Is it Dragon Slayer? Uh, I think. I, I know I think it's it Lion was King. actually a dinosaur thing. We had so we had some Lion King stuff. There was like a Lion King mouse pad, and I think it was back when you would like spend money to buy a screensaver. That was a thing that was an add-on special. So I think we had a oh. Lion King screensaver or something like that. Something like that. I don't know that it was a game, but we had a dinosaur-related game. There was an educational type thing, not you know a shoot 'em up. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that, that's one of the, this is a weird tangent, but I you know I enjoy the Jurassic Park films even as they've gotten worse and worse over time. But one of the weird, funny aspects to me about them is that the video games of Jurassic Park are all just massacring dinosaurs. You just have different guns and you shoot dinosaurs. I've only ever played the Super Nintendo one, which is very so difficult. The, the, 
Yes, but there's a, the um I'm talking about like the arcade games. You the the they they had like oh, the yeah. big arcade cabinet where it was like a rail shooter and you, mm-hmm. you were like in a car and it would jostle you around. I just find it so funny that the Jurassic Park the first movie is about like the sense of awe and wonder that dinosaurs inspire and then the game version is like kill them all, let God sort them out. Well, I think <laughs> I want to say it's one of those like Batman situations where it's tranquilizer guns. Or freeze the, the guns. NES, the the NES game may have been that. The video games they have the the, the arcade cabinet games. They are squirting blood. Huh. I mean, it's been a minute since I've played one because obviously, who's been to an arcade? Uh, I mean, we go to the arcade at the boardwalk every summer. In these times, I mean, the last. That's two what years, I meant. I meant no, like I just... haven't used what I've been to an arcade since the before times. Okay. Okay. Well, this year you and I will play Jurassic Park in a cabinet. I will find. I like. I played with my boyfriend. We will spend dollars three years ago yeah. for his birthday. Anyway, I I don't know why I brought that up. It's it's relatively related because uh, we watched 1982's Evil Speak, starring Clint Howard and a uh, Satanist desktop computer. So you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your gay military carry ripoff. Someone's gonna get your gay military carry ripoff. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mega powers, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Yeah, very big gay energy in this movie. A lot of gay. Also, real quick for the one last thing for the Jurassic Park that made me laugh. Okay, okay. I was like scrolling through Instagram and there's, I don't know if it's a game, like a Jurassic Park game where like you're like, the dinosaurs are like, because the last one, the dinosaurs escaped. They're all like out in the world because that girl's stupid. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers to the end of the thing. They're all they're all Sorry. out there. That a child made a stupid decision because she's a child, and they were like, "I mean, okay, we can we we're gonna have to have a different side Jurassic Park podcast, I think, because I disagree very strongly with what you're saying." That so no, because here's what the thing: they were all in cages. Sorry, two seconds. Uh-huh. They were all in cages, and the room's <laughs> filling up with gas. Two seconds, yeah. Right. Uh huh. What she did was open all the cages and then open the door to let them all escape when she should have just kept them in their cages and then opened the door so that the gas escapes and they can be safely contained in cages. You're you're misremembering. The dinosaurs are loose at the point where she has to make this decision. Because she she opened the cages. cages. No, they opened the cages to kill the bad guys. No, 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 no. She opens the cages because she says they shouldn't die in captivity. And then she says they have a, they deserve a chance like me, and she opens the door because she's stupid. Oh, I my memory of this is that that would not have worked in the fiction of the movie, but it's a bad movie, so I don't it's bad. Know. It's but possible. so it was like a thing, and it was like in the year of Jurassic World Dominion, Dominion, mm-hmm. yeah. They were like it yeah. in it's the return of you know Dr. Grant and Ellie Sattler. Yeah, they're all they're and they're, all so the, back, the caption right. says like it's the return of Ellie Sattler, Dr. Grant. Ian Malcolm, it's the return of Dodgson. I was like, oh, that's super cool. And then it goes, and it's the return of Claire and Ian and Maisie. And I was like, okay, I, I don't give a shit about them. Like, they were in the last movie. They're bringing back Dodson? Are you riffing or is this something? No, you that's what it says. Saw. It literally says the return They're of Dodson. They're bringing back Dodson? Apparently, maybe he's. Who his... cares about Dodson? 
Who could possibly care about Dotson? You know what it's going to be? They're going to have Dotson now as like the CEO of the bad company. Yeah, I was going to say, is Dotson's going to be the owner of the other company? Of course. <sighs> Hachi machi. Our, this, is, this is the problem with our culture. It's just an or- Ouroboros. It's just a snake eating itself. It's like, br- put a new character in the movie. I know, but I'm excited for what, here's, Ellie. Here's what, here's what my nightmare is. What is the Jurassic Park in a decade where there's been nothing new added that they're just like, uh, what other old person can we roll back in here? <laughs> Did Newman secretly not die? <laughs> no, they cloned him. Yeah, like, just what are we doing? But um, yeah, the, the anyway. fact that they were like, I was like, yeah, no, we're excited for the people from the 90s movie to come back. I don't give a shit that yeah. the people from the the last movie, of course they're going to come back. They're still here. Right. That's not exciting. What, what? What is surprising to the audience about the fact that the characters from the previous film were returning for the sequel? Not a shock. I will say, though, I think that second new one, the second Jurassic World movie, Jurassic Park 5 is what it should be called. The one uh, where they go to the island really, to, pick a, to save the dinosaurs? Yeah. So there's like a really strong 45 minutes yes. and then a really dull 40 minutes and then another really strong 45 minutes. The dinosaurs in the haunted house part, I think, is delightful. It's it's dirt. The stupid, big dino in the, the haunted house is aware. Yeah, but yeah, I the like whole that. thing is do- dirt stupid. But J J J A Peona, I think is the guy's name. Mm-hmm. J A. That he, yeah, he uh, he knows what he's doing. He's like, we're making a big dumb movie here. Like, I I get it. I get. I understand the assignment. I'm also surprised that they didn't use that. Like, Universal Japan decided to make the park version of the ride instead of the spooky mansion version of being chased by a giant dinosaur. Because like, it seems yeah. easier. <laughs> to do yeah yeah i'm glad they didn't though i think the other ones oh yeah the chase is great if you like if you like this uh stuff you should watch the video of the uh new universal ride over in uh is it japan or is it shanghai no that's disney disney is shanghai i don't think i think it's japan i think it's um osaka okay because there is another universal park in asia and i don't remember which country it's in you're right I think it's in China, but I'm not sure. Specific. Anyway, if you Google this, you will find it. It's new. Uh, and my God, we are now barreling toward 10 minutes of not talking about the movie we're here to talk about. So, Well, I hated this movie, this. so. I want to say this. I know it's something that you definitely liked, or this podcast might be over. The Warner Brothers 70s logo, baby. Oh, yeah. That was nice to see. Nice. Love that logo. Love that they brought it back for, was it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that brought it back recently? Somebody just reused this, and I was like, man, that's a sharp logo. They should ditch it and go back to that thing. Yeah, I hate the new one they use that's, like, all, like, edgy looking. Yeah. It's yeah. blue and silver yeah, now. I like, what are we doing? I feel like... I feel like Warner Brothers in general has had strong logo game. This one, really great, I think. The badge logo that was the, the Warner Brothers of our youth, I think, is a strong logo. Mm-hmm. I don't care for the silver version of the badge logo. Yeah, because it, it, it just looks like the the cool, like the version that's going to... Gritty reboot. It's the ver- No, it's the version that's going to spin the chair around and sit on it backwards. Oh, you think it's the assistant uh, or uh, assistant uh, substitute teacher version of the logo. Yeah, it's the cool guy. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and the other thing I like, you got Clint Howard first build, baby. I do that love doesn't Clint Howard. Very often. I do love Clint Howard. And it's, I, I, I say this as someone who is like firmly not a 10. He has just always had a weird looking face. <laughs> He's, he is a character actor face for sure. He is. And this movie, this movie, he's 21 years old here. 
And he's got like very obviously the hair is going. Yeah. It's like this is this is my last stand. And like I'm sure he's not unaware of this, you know. Apparently they made him pay uh, for his own toupee, according to some source. Oh, really? Yeah. What a nightmare. They were going to have a bald 21-year-old or a high school senior. Is it high school? It's never really well established, but I assume it's not. Like, a, like most most of this movie, nothing is really well established. Uh, we start with this flashback Middle English, Middle English, Middle Ages uh, sequence with Richard Mole from Night Court as this, so th- the I know of this cult. I know him from the Flintstones movie and Casper meets <laughs> Wendy. Okay, is Casper Reads Wendy a sequel to Casper the Friendly Ghost? Yeah, it's the one with um, without Bill Pullman, I'm guessing, and with no Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah, no, this is way. I think it's the third or fourth sequel. I'm sorry, there's three or four of those from the '90s, really? Yeah. So there's there's the original okay. Casper OG, and then there's Casper's Spirited Beginning, where like okay. Whipstaff Manor has to be saved from like de- demolition. It's supposed to be before the Christina Ricci, but that obviously doesn't make sense. And Whipstaff Manor looks completely different because that is, the set in the first movie is beautiful. It's like the most beautiful set ever. I actually uh, the the part where they're like under the house and the the roller coaster. I always confuse with Edward Scissorhands because it's such a I similar can, design. I see that big big inventor energy. Um, and then there's Casper meets Wendy because I, Wendy the f- I think it's like Wendy the the good little witch or something was like another character okay. in that canon of is it Archie comics is Casper from Archie or is Casper just like I have no idea so Sorry. but Casper was like a comic there is book a character. Casper comic book yeah yeah and so yeah. Wendy was part of that so they did oh it was Hillary Duff Hillary Duff plays um, Wendy is like her like b- first role so she's like ten she's a baby but Kathy Moriarty does come back to play a different role in Casper meets Wendy she plays a witch. <laughs> They bring back Catherine Moriarty as a new character? As a new character. This is nonsense. And Shelley Duvall. <laughs> well, you know, I love to see Shelley Duvall getting work, so I'm And who's that, who's that tan guy? The tan guy? Yeah, there's an actor who's, like, famously tan. He was, like... Is it... Uh, does he kind of have, like, a Barry Boswick energy about him? I don't know about Barry no. Boswick. Like, it's like jo- George hair, George. It's yeah okay. I, I I his it is George something. Uh, everybody knows who we're talking about, or they don't care. I think we're barreling towards don't care because yeah. now we are fourteen but it's, minutes into this podcast. Casper, and now Casper meets Wendy Casper. is full of people that you're like. Casper you still meets got work? Wendy. Excuse me. What's that? It, Casper meets Wendy is full of actors that you're like. You're still getting work. Okay. Oh oh yeah 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 okay. Um, okay, so we got Richard Mole from Night Court and or Casper meets Wendy and or the Flintstones, and he is playing uh, Esteban, which we don't learn until later. But uh, I'm going to do a tangent now because do you remember the Esteban infomercials from the 90s? The guitar player guy with the black hat? No. So like his the SCD? <laughs> yes, it was like learn to play guitar with Esteban. And it was like you would you would get a guitar and a couple of CDs and probably a book uh, maybe there was a DVD or VHS. I don't remember all the details, but I did look up the infomercial and watch part of it. I'm going to guess it was a my VHS memory of him, He's, he's kind of wearing like a Zorro outfit. It's like all black. And then he's got, he's does got, he have a mask? It's like, kind of, no, no, no mask, but he wears dark sunglasses. So okay. it's like the same energy. And then a dark hat with less silver, like a cool silver buckle around it. He's like a cross between the, the character Antonio Banderas plays in Desperado as like you know, the cool guy with a guitar case, and Antonio and Banderas as Zorro. 
No, no. But I was going to say, like, he's he's like a cross between that character. He doesn't look a thing like Antonio Banderas. And like the really, really old drunk guy who's at the bar at two in the afternoon and is just like very slouched over. Like he can't he know his body no longer does a vertical base. It's just (laughs) always just a slump. He's just like leans on the counter and he's benched over. But the dude plays guitar like, you know, he's there, you know, plucking away these beautiful guitar notes and such. But you would expect this character, this character Esteban in the in the infomercial to have like a very thick accent maybe or whatever, but he speaks English. Like he's a dude from just, I don't know, anywhere, like just unaccent. His marketing people would have been like, put on an accent, make it, make yourself exotic and fun. And it's like, I don't, I, I don't know where this man is from, but he, he speaks English just, you know, perfectly with no accent whatsoever. And so he has this image of being this, you know, crusty old mariachi guy who's just like seen it all. And now he's going to teach you the secrets of guitar and like a, like a, dark version of a Disney movie, you know? Like, so he's like, like a, when the kid, the kid needs to play guitar at the talent show to win money to save the, the animal shelter. And he's the old man yeah. who's going to teach him how you're yes, the one on exactly. this flyer. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, Oh, that was a long time ago. I don't do that anymore. And they're like, no, do it fine. And then he picks up guitar and it's like, boom, 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 Yeah. It's Coco sort of Coco, but darker. Uh, anyway, the whole Coco's movie. About death. Go, <laughs> this version that I am creating, the fiction I am writing, is darker. Uh, Coco is about life. It's not. It's a movie that features death, but is about life. I know, I think I but would say if very you, strongly. It, if you don't cry, it remember me. You got a no, stone but that's heart. A, that, but I'm saying that's a song about life. It's not a song about death. Mm, okay. We could have a different rumination on the Coco, which I think is the best Pixar movie. It's uh, excellent. While we're on the topic. Uh, anyway, the whole time when they'd be like, Esteban, all I could think of is this like drunk mariachi. Again, I'm calling him drunk, but just like this old mariachi man. And I'm like, why is it not him? I wanted. No, no, no. Well, but I'm... he has sort of a leathery tan skin like George, whatever his name. I can't remember his last name, but I know he's a cheese it commercial yeah. also. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep wanting to say George Seagal, but that's the guy from uh, the Goldbergs. It's not him. But I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no one cares. Our mom but, is going to text uh, us as she's listening to this. Yes. Like, it's George gonna, Blank. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, it's going to come to me like mid-episode, I feel. But anyway, uh, so here's the other weird thing of this intro. As we're like... We're in the Middle Ages. We're we're got a group of people who are doing some sort on a, of on a, thing. On, a, on a beach, which I feel like is not yes. common for Middle Ages movies. No, nor is it like a place where I think you would do an occult ritual. I mean, if you're in the craft, you do. I guess that's true. I just feel like a cult ritual is like dark, dark place, you know, dark cave, basements, you know, et cetera. Is, Look, is Satan's sort of trying to switch it up. He's got a, He's got a PR. Yeah. He's switching up the PR. Yeah. We're doing tapas. I get it. BYOB. It's I chill. Get it. Yeah. Chill vibes only. <laughs> we have a DJ on the weekends. Yeah. Ladies get in free until 10. No, he wouldn't do that. He's he's not that asshole. He's trying to change the to image. Good, we want it to be a good vibe. <laughs> Stop second guessing me in front of <laughs> others, Andrew. I'm trying to change the culture. He'd be like, if you have a handstand from last week, you get in for free. Like, he's cool. You... 
I don't want people in here with unwashed hands. <laughs> That's disgusting. It's disgusting when we're not in a pandemic. Have you have you not been here since 2020? It's easy to make it last. You just hairspray it a little bit. No, no I've, I can't more strongly say no to this idea. <laughs> we're not encouraging people to bring their dirty hands in here. I'm just saying, Satan, Satan will be chill. Why can't ladies get in free? Why is that misogyny? I don't understand. <laughs> See, we have different visions of Satan. You said chill vibes. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, no, to me, chill vibes is like, he's probably a little I high. I a lot of bachelorettes here. He's, he's a little high. He's, you know. <laughs> I'm always high. <laughs> yes. He's, he's like chilled out and high and like, whatever. He's trying to change his image. Biel- Beelzebub, more like Beelzebong. <laughs> okay. Well done. Pass it over, man. Stop bogarting. Why did you do that? You did that for another movie. What other I high- don't remember. It's, I don't remember. I did do it for another movie. It was a high- whatever. We probably did something for 420. I don't remember, but... Yes, it was. It was something for 420, but I don't remember. Somebody tweet it to us, if you remember. Um, <laughs> this devil character is going to need to come back. I, yeah, I don't, but I don't, my, you went in a different direction than I, was, than I was picturing, so it's hard to, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to we, jive. We were, I, was, I was playing in the space. I know, but it's not where I was going. I went, I went chill vibes only. <laughs> we're having tapas and BYOB. And ladies get in free until 10. Yeah, but that's not the vibe I was going for. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm very confused. It just seemed like a, an add-on. Sometimes in improv, someone changes your thing a little, and you just got to go with it. Yeah. Um, okay, here's my thing, though. So later in the movie, we we see, um, I have his name written down later, but the, the actor who played Luca Brazzi in The Godfather, he plays the, like, cook. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, he's the, the only one of the only two nice people to Clint Howard in this movie. Yes. May your may your first dinner be a filling dinner is kind of his energy here. Yeah. But I, I swear, I swear I saw him as one of the acolytes on the beach here. I mean, you might have. It wouldn't shock because me that they were like to stretch their budget. They were like, hey, stand in the back and put well, this hood on. Well, I thought it was going to be that he was one of them and he is immortal, but he's like trying to atone for his ways. And so he's like a nice person who's working here. Would have so been a whole time, far more interesting film. Well, the whole time I'm like, so I, I so there's a, there's a person on the beach that, that looked so much like him or, you know, maybe it was just that I, you know, got my wires crossed, but the whole time I watched this movie, I'm like, okay, so when are they going to reveal that? Like, actually... He is the, one of the immortal beings, but he did, he, like, he's the one who sealed them in the cavern, and therefore, he, he walks eternally, like, trying to keep them from getting released, you know? He's, he's, like, he's trying Binks. to be nice. To, right. He's trying to keep Clint Howard fed and healthy and whatever, so that he doesn't turn to the dark side. He's like, he, every year, he picks out the Clint Howard of the bunch, and is like, well, there's the kid who's gonna be a Satanist. I gotta nip this in the bud. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, trying aggressively to do it. I wish, I want to write this movie now, because it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the devil keeps popping in, and is like, don't give him a sandwich! <laughs> I'm trying to think who I would want to pl- I feel like I would want Danny DeVito oh, who's, who's, to play this character. Oh, oh, okay. Interesting. 
Like someone you wouldn't immediately look at and be like, yeah, I want to hang out yeah. with this guy, but like, it's nice. Right. And he's got like, he's got like a darkness in his eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think Danny DeVito could pull that off. I mean, I think Danny DeVito could pull off most things. I think he's great, but I could see Danny DeVito doing that. For sure. In this movie, <laughs> we're pitching. Yes. <laughs> it's like the same movie, but just like 5% different and therefore better. Um, anyway, so Richard Mole, he's a... Uh, it's kind of like the beginning rituals. of the Vich, where they're like, you aren't yes. worshipping the right way, so get out. Yeah, yeah. And so they show him, they have this woman just needlessly take her top off, and then they chop her head off with a sword. But it's really great because they, like, the way that you should do this is you have the prop sword, you put it on the actor's shoulder, and then you whip it in the wrong direction. So you can and reverse then you the play footage. Right, and it goes, and that point, it stops while the sword is touching their neck, and then you switch to the dummy shot. But what they do here in this movie, repeatedly, which I love, is they show the person, and then they switch, it's just like they, To a you know, wide. Right, to a wide, where you can see the dummy, <laughs> like, they, they do a, it's either a wide or a close-up on the dummy every single time, a very not good-looking dummy, so that they can do this decapitation in a close-up, and it's just like... One, I love the energy, right? Like, I do love this energy, but it's it's not ideal. Like, <laughs> this is this is very much like, a, all right, we got a cantaloupe, we put a wig on it, cut a hole in the back, and fill it with whatever didn't get eaten at craft service yesterday. Pizza yeah. crusts, you know, whatever we got, a couple of M and M's, whatever sure. we got, just jam it in this cantaloupe, and then it's you know splatters all over the place. Uh, really love it. It immediately set the tone for me that I was like, oh, this is going to be fun for me. Like, I know this is going to be a bad movie, but this is going to be fun. It just, I thought. it set off all of the confusion for me because this movie is sloppy. Yes. So it opens with the what clearly looks like a high priest or like a deacon or some Christ, some Christian figure being like, yeah. you're worshiping Satan, you're not worshiping the right way, so we're banishing you from Spain. And then all of a sudden, that cardinal deacon dude just like pieces out, and they, mm-hmm. it's uh, what's Mole Richard Mole, Richard Mole, yeah, Richard Mole with all of his followers on a beach doing a, a naked lady sacrifice, and I was like, well, how do we get from there to where we are now? And then they're like, turns out he owned this land, and I was like, well, yes. where the hell are are we on the beach land, or did he go yes. to America? Like, deeply confusing. What happened? Like somewhere between A and B is 30 seconds of dialogue that clears a lot of, or just like have this scene in front of the chapel. Yes. Or do the Indiana Jones map. I don't care, but like show me we are going from A to B. Like show me we're going from place A to place B. Right. I'm just saying the cheapest way to do this is like you're, you literally put them in the same place so that you're like, Oh, like they even do a cut, so they he does the cutting off of this woman's head, and it goes I do like flying this cut. like in the air. This is hysterical. Is the edit is on a soccer ball getting like boomed into the air? It's delightfully insane. Like just a truly insane it's, choice. It's perfectly stupid. Um, and then, but uh, if you if you had if you had had if you had had the scene, like do this scene on the soccer on what is now the soccer field. So it's yes. like, shoomp, and then we cut to the soccer ball. It's like, oh, they're right in front of this chapel. It's the same place. I get it now. We have jumped to the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Christian Bale knockoff being a bully. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the, the main bully is uh, Don Stark, who's a very well-known character actor who looks almost the same here as he does now, you know, 40 really? oh, years I thought he looked as... like a young Christian Bale. 
he does have a little bit of Christian Bale vibe. Yeah, that kind of like, like angular like, face kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of bird like. He's in. He, he was in Green Book. He had like a pretty big role in that. Wait, which really? I didn't see all of. Yeah. Um. He he plays a lot of like sheriffs and and guys like that. Oh, uh, is he the one that puts them in jail and then the doctor has I don't, to no, I call think, like JFK I or think, something? I think in Green Book he's in a suit. He's like a maybe he's an agent or he's a he's hmm. a club owner or something like that. I didn't see all of Green Book, but I do remember him being in it. Um. Anyway, yeah, he he's the leader of the bullies. But here's here's immediately where I'm confused. So. This is, I'm I'm a fat kid. I've always been one. I'm saying this with no malice intended. But when you have a roster of kids on a soccer team, there should be no fat kid. <laughs> like the maybe the fat kid's the goalie, but yeah. he's not doing whatever this fat kid is doing. Like, I feel like fat, fat kids, kids always the goalie. Uh, what Goldberg yeah. and uh, the redhead in that other soccer movie? Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the big green. Yeah, with the, with the goat. Yes, the goat. And I don't know what the goat does the in the movie, but the goat's in the cover of the movie. The the goat mows the field. He's the mascot of the Big Green. I love this. Is that on Disney they, Plus? They, they, I don't remember. It's somewhere, and I I think I watched it in the in the pandemic, like very late at night. It was like, oh, let's put this on while I'm playing video games and <laughs> mostly not paying attention to it. Um, the goat is in that one. Oh, is he the coach? He's like the sheriff who gets you know, twisted his arm into helping coach kind of thing. I think he's okay. like, you know, a former glory boy who's now the sheriff and he, he helps out the coach because the coach is a woman and God, women in sports. Am I right? Who plays the coach in that movie? I, I you're asking way too much. <laughs> well, you're, 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 I feel like I gave you, I feel like I gave you so much and you're like, still, I want more. You're shining like, so much on. light on this film. I feel like I've poured you an overflowing cup and you're like, here's a second cup. Fill it with your knowledge. Like, damn it. I have limits. It's I can't it like have a, all of this. Is it like a Brigitte Nielsen type? No, it's not. It's I. it. As I'm saying this, it's probably somebody who's like fairly famous and I'm goofing, but I don't remember what her name was. But she's the coach in the in the big green. OK. And then, you know, the goots helps her out. Anyway, yeah. back uh, in on the soccer we team. immediately back in on the soccer team. Uh, Clay Howard like falls down or something like it's it's he it's he does something ungraceful. The team ends up losing and immediately they're like, "You fucking suck, Clint Howard. Why are you even on this team?" And Clint Howard's like, "Well, the coach says everyone gets to play." And I'm like, "Okay, so we're not at a college then. Like this must no. be like a high school thing." And for, we're at for a, seconds, we're at a like, military co- high school, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like a prep school, but like. <laughs> Clint Howard is demonstrably bad at soccer in this movie. Like he's he yeah. has no and he has no innate talent at it. He's clumsy. He's uncoordinated. Not his game. He repeatedly throughout this is like, I'm gonna be on the soccer team and I'm gonna play. We have no idea why. Like, was this like his parents' dying wish that like be good well, at soccer? His, boy? His, like, we should have gotten this shot the the shot of like he has a photo of his dad playing soccer. And it's like one of the few photos yes, he has. Perfect. And then it's like, okay, yes. sure, whatever. Yeah. Because like we don't see, we don't ever see him train at soccer. We don't get a montage of him like kicking the balls that are all lined up or whatever. Like, I don't get it. I don't. That's why right. my problem with this movie is I don't get it. Like, there's and just there's when I think I do get no it, way. they kick me in the back of the knees and spit on me. <laughs> Uh, I thought you would like this next part, though, because right after the game, we got to take a shower. We got a lot of boy butts, a lot of boy butts, which is nice. We also get what looked like. So I didn't realize we were at a military college or military high school Mm -hmm. because nothing in this movie is clear. 
So when people are leaving the bleachers, there's men in khaki with red armbands. And I was like, yes. Whoa, what are we doing? Yeah. Fully thought we were. We, I was like, are that is it casual Nazis? Yeah. <laughs> like, when are we? No, I totally get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. There's also a weird moment. I was like, is like, this the 30s? Like, <laughs> Clint has fallen down in the soccer game, and a woman, like, smiles at him and does, like, a, oh, you're still kind of cute. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I respectfully, I was like, I, I was like, oh, sure, we're getting the shoehorned romance or whatever. Does this woman ever reappear in the movie? She's the she's the one we I thought was going to win the pageant. She's the one with the flower in her hair. Okay, all right. I'm like 95% well, well, sure. Okay, all right. That that would check out then. But I was like but she's not like one of the she's not like one of the women who goes down to the basement later, yeah. right? She's in that group. Oh, I thought the blonde was in the bleachers. Is she is blonde? Okay, I thought okay, whatever. We'll get there. I Yeah. This <laughs> clearly it was not very well laid out at least no. for me watching. So we get some good boy butts, and then the classic yeah. movie thing of, you're an orphan, we're mean to orphans. <laughs> <laughs> By sole virtue of being an orphan. Like, haha, your parents are dead. What? <laughs> it's the craziest thing to me, because like, I mean, I, I think both of us have above average empathy. I don't think that's like a really big, you know, I'm not like, yes, yeah. my own ass here. But like, I think we have above average empathy, like... If I found out that somebody I knew in high school's parents had both died tragically, I feel like I would just, like, at best, politely ignore that. At worst, politely ignore that person. And at best, like, just try to be kind to them. <laughs> like, what a what a horrifying world movies create where it's like, ah, you're orphaned and now everybody hates you too. Like, what? Like, even the bullies in Carrie wouldn't have done that. And they were awful people. No! Yes! Exactly! But what Here, were you going to say about, have, have you question, ever? Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever taken a shower in this scenario? No. Okay. Have you? Because I feel like, no. I, well, one of, I used to work at a company that had gyms, and so therefore I had, like, free membership to their gyms. One of the gyms did have this kind of locker room set up, and I hated it, and I just avoided it, because, like, I didn't, I very, I... When I was in high school, I played football and then I would like finish football practice, drive home and take a shower at my own house because like that's yeah. vastly preferable. To You're me. what, 15 so minutes adult, away, 20 minutes away, whatever. Right. Yeah. So like as an adult, when I would go to the gym and I had like a 25 minute drive home after it was like, I'll just drive home. Like unless I was going to meet a friend or going to meet, you know, my fiance, not the, at the time, my girlfriend, like unless I was doing something, it was like required me to be presentable i just drive home take a shower so the idea of like immediately showering after was just never ingrained in me i know a lot of folks are like oh i don't want to drive home sweaty that's fine like whatever everybody does it different but the one gym that had that i would just avoid going to that one because i was like i don't want to be naked in a big room like it's like i'm, no. I'm not I, obviously i'm not like 1000 percent body confident as a person but like even in a even even as someone who is like i'm fine like i take my shirt off at the beach i'm not the you know i'm not the adonis of the beach i get this i just i don't care i take my shirt off but like i don't want to i don't want to be in there naked and i i've brought this up with other friends yeah and one friend was telling me about uh he was playing like squash or racquetball with a with a with a superior like a boss and then they showered afterwards and they were like talking business in the same shower. And I was just like, there's just no, no way. No, Like, I'm the beginning, sorry. The, uh -uh. the beginning of that shower went, like, yeah, exactly. Come, if I'm going into a large shower with no, with no dividers, I know what I'm getting into. And it's not a shower. Yes. Like, yeah, come on. 
Yeah. Cause I and then like, the other one that they do in movies a lot is like a pillar with like four shower heads on. So each everyone has to look face. at each other. Yes, exactly. Or at least you're all facing inward. It's just like, good grief. What is this? Yeah. No, thank you. So yeah, I, I feel like I, in I, high our, school, the, I mean, it's been, they had curtains. Uh, well, it, they had curtains. The, yeah. It was, it was like six stalls or something. They were like uh-huh. tucked in the back. No one ever used it after gym class. I mean, I only ever. Took, I actually. I only ever took like actually, one gym class in high school, so. <laughs> I actually more than once would do a quick rinse in those things because I'd be all sweaty and oh. I'd be like, you know what? I'm just gonna do a quick rinse and then I would towel off with like a small towel and then you know. Did they just have so towels I, there? Or did you bring your own towel? No, I I put one in my gym locker. Mm. So it was you know it was probably not the most hygienic towel anyone ever had, but yeah. Because you know I'm a I'm a sweaty person and I would you know be very sweaty after gym and I actually one time. Like, uh, they were like, is someone using the showers after gym? And I was like, I did. And they're like, don't do that. And I was like, I mean, why? Like, what? <laughs> I'm not late for class. Like, what is the matter? And they were like, you're not allowed to use those. And I was like, yeah, all right. I'm gonna but you were on the football though, team. No, no, no. Uh, I'm talking talk about football. I'm talking about gym class. I know. But like, what? You're also on the football team. Like, were you not allowed we to use it then either? Like, were they just for no, show? No, we didn't use those locker rooms. We didn't use those locker rooms for football. We had like sports locker rooms. You did? In at, mm-hmm. at our high school? Uh-huh. They were very, they were small, but they would rotate, like, seasonally, there was locker rooms for Where the sports Where were teams. they? Uh, <laughs> this is, gotta get cut out of this podcast. Uh, the big basketball gym? Yeah. To the right of it, there was a hallway where, like, the coaches' offices were? Yeah. Or the athletic director? There was little locker rooms on this, on that wall. Oh, weird. Anyway. So they were just for show? Like, the, the showers were, like, just for show? I guess so. Was, like, I a tax I, break probably, thing? Like... <laughs> my if you if like you touch jan- the walls they collapse <laughs> my, my hunch was like a janitor came in and was like hey someone's using the showers and i have to clean them and i don't want to do that yeah i'm picturing you turn like, on the I shower and it, the water hits the divider and the paper mache starts mushing <laughs> and you're like what's happening <laughs> suddenly it's just me showering surrounded by chicken wire yeah exactly <laughs> like no one's supposed to know um so clint's Constantly getting punished with menial labor, which I find very funny in this movie. His, yeah. his, his, his whole existence is, is just like doing jobs they should be paying people to do. Um, mm-hmm. But he's got to clean out the basement. And he finds this weird pig mask, which you think is going to be a very important. And it isn't. I mean, it's important in that pigs are deeply involved in this story. And I guess this is the reason why. But there is absolutely no explanation. Pigs are as to only why pigs... deeply involved in this story because the movie says pigs are involved, but with no explanation. Right. I would say the movie doesn't even say it. It just shows like, you pigs on a regular basis. Is this basis. a pig cult? Normally, Satan is a is a is a goat. Black Philip. We're branch. We're branching out. I love bacon. What can I say? <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just so weird. I, Chill but, vibes only. Have a candied bacon skewer, man. There we go. We serve them. On, we serve them clothesline, like clothespinned, onto a little clothesline. We're very, we're very, almost pretentious about it. <laughs> it's extremely twee, and I don't care. Instagram it, damn it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there's also this. Actually, just kidding. Your phone goes in a bag when you enter this club. <laughs> it's eating in the dark no documenting um so the the like principal or the headmaster of the school that has like a military title or whatever is showing yes, a, yes. around this woman and i was like she's evil yes she's she is acting big evil energy so he's showing uh-huh, her around uh-huh, and uh-huh. he says like 
oh, I wish we could only take the richest kids, but unfortunately we have to take welfare cases like this kid, Cooper Smith, who is Clint Howard's character. And I was like, also, let's pause there for one moment. If you're writing a screenplay and the character that your name that you're going to have everybody say multiple times at multiple volumes with multiple inflections is three syllables and awkward like Cooper Smith, control F, replace with any other name. So my, I, I feel like this movie was written by like, a tryhard who was like, I'm edgy and I shop at Hot Topic, even though Hot Topic didn't exist yet. Yeah. Did it? Is Hot Topic secretly old? I think Hot Topic is like a 90s store. Hold okay. on, let me ask. <laughs> it's been around forever, <laughs> baby. Because <laughs> um, it, it just feels like there's so much boobs in this movie that I'm just like. Yes, yes. I'm like, we get it. Like, <laughs> and, and it's not even a like, I'm. I like a good set of boobs. Whatever. Yeah. There are yeah. so many leering, disgusting boob shots in this movie that I just like, it feels like the director was a gross dude who was like, he saw Carrie and was like, I'm just going to write a shitty version of Carrie. Who are you calling gross, man? Chill vibes only. What is that voice? I, that voice sounds like someone. I, it's me doing a bad impression of another impression somebody else did or somebody else's bit. I don't know. I've probably it's, done it before. It's, I'm like, I know that that voice, whatever. Um, so he's talking to this woman. He's like, oh, I wish it's we- kind of like Donald Pleasance with the bad guy turned up on it. No, that's Michael. not who I was going for. Okay. Oh, it'll come to me. But he's like, I wish only we could only take rich kids. And I'm like, you think rich people are sending their children into the military? I'm pretty well, sure in that this un- I'm pretty sure <laughs> that they have that they money are. so that they don't have to do that. Like, well, in this movie, they are though because Don Stark is a senator's kid. So here's the thing, she, the, I, I, this is what confused me, because then we meet the, the, the military reverend, which is just like, all of my nightmares, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, you know, I've always been very interested in the chapel, would you give me a tour? And I was like, oh, evil, got it. Yeah, of course. Gives mm-hmm. her a tour or whatever, and then we find out that she's... Uh, the bully's mom and her husband is a senator. And I was like, so is she supernatural evil or just like white lady evil? <laughs> Turns out neither. Cause she leaves nope. the movie. <laughs> she just hops in that car and see you later, bud. I was like, she might like, she might as well have had like a cat in her arms that she's, that she pet uh-huh, and a uh-huh, big uh-huh. hat that like covered half of her face. Like wh- what were we doing? Making her look so evil and then have her just be like, mm, Bye. It's completely incomprehensible to me. It's like... Because I for sure was like, she, oh, she's going to be evil and like she's trying to find the the devil book so that she can do something. Like her husband... It's it's the omen. She's going to try and get her husband to be president or whatever. President. Yeah. It's like right there. It's like you're already ripping off other movies left and right. It's like just put that in there. Who cares? But, yeah, but no, instead, not at all. And so the the chapel looks like a normal like small town chapel like where... Someone from your high school would get married. It's just like a plain white room yeah. with with the with the pews. It's very unassuming. J man up front in his normal pose. Yeah, and then the basement, for some unknown reason, <laughs> is a spooky haunted house walkthrough of a castle. It's it's a medieval castle. It it's is. literally it's like a, exactly. a medieval castle. And yeah. Yeah. A 30 second line of like our renovations five years ago updated. Like yes, it used yes. to look like this. Like show me a big picture of a, ca- of a medieval castle 
chapel and yeah. be like, unfortunately, we had to replace it, but the foundation stayed the same. Blah 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 blah. That's why Clint Howard and not is for down nothing, there. Yeah, exactly. And not for nothing, like the 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 medieval chapel would have looked way cooler. Of course. I mean, obviously, you can't afford to shoot in that. Like this movie was no. shot for potatoes. Well, they do a lot of destruction eventually, so it makes me think that they did build some sets. Well, apparently the church, I didn't read it, uh, I skimmed. Apparently the church burned down a few days after they finished shooting, so I don't know if it was like, you can do whatever you want to it, because we're going to demolish it. Usually usually you don't demolish things by burning. That's usually like an uncontrolled thing. So my hunch is some idiot involved with this production left a wire in a puddle and it caused a fire. Yeah, that's that's probably accurate. Um But yeah, you it go from this like normal this like normal white drywall chapel to like smoke machines and and castle brick and castle yeah, stone. Yeah. Is there a word for that stone? I also like uh, a stone wall. Flagstone, is that right? Maybe. I don't know. There is a word of it, I'm certain. The, do I know it? Definitely not. Uh the other part I really like, Clint Howard is in the basement and he like He's cleaning up. They make Clint Howard do a bunch of actual like labor as part of the acting, which I found kind of funny. Like the box yeah. he's moving, either either Clint Howard is a better actor than even we give him credit for, or this is just a heavy ass box he's dragging around. Honestly, I would not be mad if we found out in like in like ten years, Clint Howard has a like dramatic star turn where he plays <laughs> he plays like the old man who like helps the family or something. And you're like, he, you've been he, acting this whole, here you, it could, is. you could have acted this whole time, the whole time, here the whole is. time. Here it is. I got it for you. Clint Howard in our movie about, uh, yes. people speak too. He is the, the, they say the, at the end, they're like, he will return. He is our guy who is helping the kid. I, okay. I, I'm here for this. Uh, but anyway, he like finds this chamber and it's clearly been like a bricked up area. And so he immediately starts tearing the bricks down and like wandering through. Which like, buddy, that's destruction of property, yeah. my dude. Yeah. Also, like, who knows what's back there? Like it could collapse on your head. Also uh, spiders. He, yeah. <laughs> rats. Who knows what else? But, you know, there's the, the, the Satan chamber is all bricked up and he, you know, breaks it open. And then he has a dream where he's back in there and there's like a fetus in a jar that starts bobbing up and down. So it looks like those shitty like grow toys. And I use the oh, word toy okay, loosely okay. where you yeah, like, it's yeah, like yeah. you put a dinosaur yeah, you in can't water. Really play with it after. Yeah. And yeah. it gets big. And like if you take it out, it will shrink after a, a couple hours, I think. Yeah. And it was also like a weird kind of slimy texture. It was squishy. Yeah. Uh, but the other, the, the, uh, the other effect is very cool because, oh, the other thing I was thinking is like, you know, those like bad aquariums you can buy that are like plastic fish and there's like a small vent that just like makes them move around in there. Yeah. That's what this thing looks like, except it, it's a human fetus just uh, yes. in the jar. But there is a cool effect where he like goes, you know, he runs away from the fetus jar and he hits the wall and then an arm comes through and grabs him. It looks pretty dope. I thought it was well done. Yeah, but he, I, I, I was confused because like, why isn't he screaming? And then he was dreaming. Right. And then Richard Mole is also in the dream. Like he's like advancing on him. Down oh, yeah. There's also a moment where I think the, the military priest says someone will extract their revenge. And I was like, that's not right. the word. The word is no, exact. Yeah, nope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Clint is late for school and the bullies tied his clothes together, which really sucks. And he's late for class. But like my it, I know it was a different era 40 years ago. Right. Like, obviously, you know, and even in our era, you you didn't necessarily, you know, 
tell people you were being bullied because it could have made things worse. But in the instance where it's like you're being assigned all of these punishing chores, there's not an adult you can be like, I, I'm not going to tell you who's doing it, but I don't, I don't know who's doing it. Here you go. There it is. I mm-hmm. don't know who's doing it, but, but someone stole my alarm clock and then they tied all my clothes in knots. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but it, it, it literally wasn't actually my fault. This has happened to me three times. They threw my hat out oh. the window. Look out the window. You right. see it on the lawn. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, it's a, I think I'm pretty sure it's a movie thing, but like students coming into class late quietly is not distracting. A teacher yes. stopping class to harass a student for coming in late. That's distracting. I've seen that happen in real life. That has happened. Really? I've seen that happen more than once. I I mean, you are 100% correct. Like, it's way better just to quietly ignore it. And then you, you call them aside after class if you feel you need to address it. But yeah, I've 100% had teachers or college professors be like, oh, it's so nice of you to join us. And I'm like, just you're making the problem worse. Like, I know you feel disrespected, but get over it. Yeah. And the teacher is this dude with a very thick German He's accent. He's a Nazi. That... Yeah, I think he's actually a Nazi in hiding. Uh, you know, he fled. He fled after the war. It, and he's, he's everything he's about it felt like there was a scene missing where we find out he was a Nazi. Yeah, especially spoilers. The way he gets it later, I was like, "Oh man, this dude is definitely a Nazi." Yeah, the death comes out of nowhere. But Don, he's teaching this class, and Don Stark is in the back of the class with porn not hidden. He is just holding. He did. A the, porn he's magazine. doing that thing where like. If you're like reading an article on one page of a magazine, so you fold the magazine in half so that the other pages are just like out in the world and the other page is a butt. Yeah, exactly. It's a centerfold where he's like only looking at the boob half. It's so weird. But then like the teacher calls him up, calls Clint Howard up afterwards. So Clint missed most of this class. It was a five, he was five minutes left. (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah. At that point, don't don't go. So like, yeah, yeah. I'm not an exemplary student. If you have five minutes left in your class, <laughs> just don't go at that point. Total agreement. But he pa- he pulls him forward and he's like, you're a gifted student, but why won't you apply yourself? And I was like, well, he seems to like, he's building a catapult and he works with computers, which is impressive for the yeah. 80s. Like, I thought this teacher should have been someone who was on his side. Agreed, agreed. But instead, he's just yet another tormentor of, of poor Clint Howard, who I think is well cast as like the put upon guy, by the way. We didn't say that earlier, but he is. You know, he's, he's, he's got, again, this movie is a carry ripoff. He's got big sissy yeah. spacek energy. Yes, yes. And so I think this movie kind of came out of two two offshoots. One is Satanic Panic, which we covered long ago in our Mazes and Monsters ep with Tom Hanks. It's like everyone thought D&D was the devil, and this mm-hmm. is a devil movie. And then also computers are scary because they're new. And so it's like and, you're putting two oh, of these Carrie. things together. Right. I'm saying specifically, like, there was a cultural fear of computers. Oh, culturally. I thought you meant like, Phil, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah but no, this movie no, no. is just a Carrie ripoff with gender bad. No, there are, en- there are endless movies that this rips off. Carrie being a strong one of them. You are absolutely right. I'm just saying from like a cultural standpoint. But like, Satanism and computers are two flavors that do not go together. It's like licorice no. and also, I, I don't even know. Licorice peanut and peanut butter. butter. Like, yeah, it's just like, what do you, you can't, you, like, you can put them together, but at what cost? I think the only way you could do it is if you did a like Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling sucks. The which, what, the third one, I think, with the diary. Oh, yeah. If you were doing it in a way of like you were chatting with someone or like oh. running a program and it, the program like, was Satan like the, influencing you. I see. I'm in the computer, baby. Yeah, exactly. 
Like, I think that is the only way you could effectively do Satan and computers, where it's not, it is, it is not this movie, because this movie's stupid. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I think that's the only way to do it in a way that's like a subtle influence that like changes you, because I think that's more engaging in this sense. Mm-hmm. Because for this, he finds a book that's like got a big, it's, it's basically got the fucking Wolfman medallion on the cover. Oh, it does. Yeah. Uh, and he starts like, right. It's full of like, it's an ancient looking book and he starts like writing and underlining stuff in pencil. And I was like, yes, no, buddy, don't do that. And also it's a Satan book, man. It's that in Latin. Too. Satan book aside. But he starts, he starts transcribing it in there. And I, and I know some of you are probably driving your cars while you're listening to this, but if you can safely do so, remove one hand from the wheel and just wiggle your fingers in the air. That is how Clint Howard is typing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was the, a, it's, it's among the worst fake typing I've ever seen. Well, it's like, it's like how people drive in movies with that constant wheel wiggle. Yeah. Wiggle, waggle, wiggle, waggle. Yeah. But they, the, the worst of it is, like, they keep showing his hands. At one point, there's, like, an overhead of the hands, and you can see Clint Howard's not even touching the keys. Like, stop showing this to me. Yeah, this movie's not good. So he decodes, no, decodes, translates the book from Latin, and it's... I think the computer is translating the book. I think he's typing the Latin into the computer, yeah, and the computer and the computer's translating. translating. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay. And so this is another example of how the movie should have been better, because it's literally this guy's diary where he's like, I will return. Satan is my magic. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. And I was like, we needed a passage of like, Satan's power gave me the, the Satan's magic gave me the power to destroy my enemies. The, the right. church that, that the church that excommunicated me lies in flames. Like something to say that I did this to sit for Satan. I called him. He gave me magic powers that dealt with my bullies. Because we don't have any of that. And all of a sudden, Clint Howard is like, well, I'm going to call Satan. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, like, yeah. It, are you going to get your parents back? Are you getting vengeance? Nothing about what you've read so far implies that Satan will do anything for you. Right. The book needs to say, like, Satan's power enabled me to enact my vengeance or whatever it is. That That's exactly. the explanation we're looking for here. Yeah. But so he he has to go to the the dean's office. And while he's in there, like, I don't even know what causes this, but he ends up throwing the book in the trash. He he gets told to put his books on the on the receptionist desks desk. And he yeah. does. And when he, like, throws them down, it slides and falls in. OK. Also, but this receptionist this dude, does not belong in this movie. No, she's uh, someone they nipped off a porno set. But yeah, but like beyond that, I was like. She doesn't visually, she doesn't make sense. Acting wise, she doesn't yep. make sense. I don't understand yep. her character. Like, this is stupid. It's because I am almost certain this actress was cast because she was willing to get naked next to a pig. Why is everyone so scared of pigs in this movie? They're not even like made up. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're pigs, except when they're in close up, at which point they're wild boars. Yeah, they're, they're wild boars with, uh, that are puppets. But like, yes. Put fake tusks on them fake horns or just like get a boar <laughs> well i mean i'm sure pigs are easier and cheaper to get but like because you can just go to a farm i mean i presumably some like i don't know i like wild boars are dangerous because they're like feral animals i assume that people grow boar for various uses i don't know maybe maybe crazy. maybe a pig might do the same thing but it's just like i'm like these are just normal kind of cute pigs like yeah do something to them yeah. Put a hat yeah, on it. So I don't care. <laughs> I don't 
on them. That would be so weird. Put a little Kangle hat on. I don't care. <laughs> what are they, Samuel L. Jackson impersonators? <laughs> Kangle hat? I don't know. Kangle hat, a top hat, a beret. Like, make it. I, I don't care. Like, do literally anything to these pigs that isn't just like, these are cute pigs walking around a house. Here's my beef. Why on earth does this military academy have a bunch of pigs? Horses? Yeah, I get that, right? That has a logical reason to be on this campus. The kids are learning to ride horses for military reasons yeah. or just for recreation. Why are there pigs? I don't know. The pigs make no sense. But he's in there. Clint's in there slopping out their their tank. And like, and this is another part where they're just like, hey, Clint, do a bunch of manual labor for real for the movie. He's like scrubbing the mud out of their water pail and stuff or their water trough. And then the the secretary uh, who really we should just call her a secretary because that's what her mm-hmm. purpose is in this movie. She's trying to pick the medallion off to what end. We don't know. But I had the idea. I that think she it's wanted just to make pretty good. Like she wanted to make it a necklace or something. Well, I thought she was evil again. I was like, oh, she's a Satanist and she's going to do yeah. something. But no. There's also- an interesting wrinkle. She gets the thing off. She puts it into a necklace. And when she puts it on, she becomes the book. The She becomes the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Ash versus Evil Dead where the dude, like the writing springs out all over him and it's like really painful and crazy. Oh, I, wait. I, wait. Oh, uh, Ash. No, I don't really talk. I haven't seen Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, the TV show? The TV show. I haven't watched, watched yet. the show. Oh, okay. Well, sorry, I just spoiled a minor part of it, I guess. Yeah. I've been meaning to. Um, it's fine. It's like, I did. It's it's, it's only three they seasons, turn the right? Gore, they turn the gore dial to 100, and it's like, just not my, it's like, not my Ash. <laughs> not my, like, this is not, this is not my thing. But people are like, yeah. this is exactly what the original show was, or movies were. And I'm like, nah. Not that way. Yeah. She's trying to pry it off, and I was like, "Is she evil?" No, I don't know. There's also this great shot of she 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 has ceramic pigs on her desk, and there's one mm-hmm. that's like looking to the right, like it's like looking at the book, and the shot makes it look like this ceramic pig is like side eyeing this Satan book. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, like, like what, what are you doing, girl? But but as look, she's doing this, the pigs are freaking out around Clint, and then they start like charging him. And I don't. I'm like, if you're trying to get to her, get to her. But then later we find out, spoiler alert, the book can teleport whenever it fucking wants. So like, yeah, why was this a plot point? Right. I thought it was like the book wants her to like mess with it to create something to happen. And it doesn't do that at all. No. Oh, we also missed that the headmaster um, spanked him and called him boy. I was literally about to get to that. It's like we we glossed over a caning, which which is funny because uh, military headmaster Kane's bad boy is a different Google search of mine. <laughs> Gross. Oh, come on. That's a funny joke. I, it's a good joke. I thought I, I thought I plussed it up a little, a little. I thought I had a little little cherry on top. Oh, so uh, Clint falls in the mud and he gets away from the pigs. And then he goes back to his, to his room and he's like carrying his shoes through the dorm because he doesn't want to make a mess, which is like. Well, smart because you'd be the one who has to clean it up. Yeah, you're the but also the too late janitor buddy. here. Yeah, but then he late. They're like, all right, it's just like uh, the Hogwarts thing. They're like, all right, everyone to can go to town. Yeah, anyone, who, you can, anyone who's an orphan can't go. <laughs> yes, it's like, why is this part of it? That's that part of that that story drives me insane. We, like, we rewatch the movies a fair bit. Uh, it, my fiance really enjoys them. And we put them on like you know, she's having trouble falling asleep or something. It's like a familiar movie to watch. Did you watch and the special? 
We watched like half of it and it's like everybody's kissing everybody's ass in a way that's just like way too goddamn much. It's like, no, you didn't know that you were making something special on the first day of filming and you did not feel this way about the children. You're full of shit. Like you're lying. You are lying. Okay. I, you are lying to America right now or the world. And then my, the, honestly, the best part of it is when the dude who plays Draco and then, and Emma Watson like reunite and you're like, oh, they fucked. <laughs> like, those two have, like, a <laughs> thing here. And then they specifically, like, interview them about it. And she's like, oh, it was never a romantic relationship. But we have a really special and deep connection that, uh, I, you know, to, Tom and I are just uh, forever, forever entwined. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what happened between you two, but it sure looks like you did at least hand stuff. Because holy <laughs> shit, like... The two of you have a weird sexual energy happening right now. I was like, somebody that you remember that that bit where you can see the two people stupid in the room of requirement. That was Tom <laughs> Felton and Emma Watson. Um, but yeah, it's like it's fine. The, the the best, the funniest part about it is because everyone thinks J.K. Rowling's a turd now. She's in it for like in the first hour anyway. She's in it for like a cumulative forty five seconds, and it's stock footage from that thing you can do in London where you can visit the actual sets as like a walkthrough. Oh attraction. yeah. It's like her going like when I first saw the way they made Gringotts, I was just blown away by the detail and the tile and the marble. It was absolutely incredible. And it's like cut. And then they talk to somebody else about it. It's like very clearly the contractually obligated minimum they must do. Eye contact. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, it's just a, it's a video clip. It's just her. No, I know, but so it reminds me of Jenna Maroney in 30 Rock. Oh, yes, yes, Con- yes, yes. Contractually obligated eye contact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's basically that. But yeah, it's like, it's just everybody's sucking their own dick. Like, the whole thing is just them being like, oh, yeah, it's like... Even on the first day, the chemistry these kids had. And I'm like, have you watched that first movie? Those kids are bad actors. Like, they all grew into it. I don't think they're bad. I think they're just kids. Right. Yeah. But they talk about them like they're they're like, you know, it was really a shame that all three didn't get the best picture or best actor and actress Oscar that year. That's the the tone. They don't say those words, but the tone that they use. For the first one? Is like that. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, honey, no. Yeah, I know. They're a bunch of goofy ass kids. Like it that the first two movies are barely watchable. I don't know. I, I haven't rewatched them in forever, but anyway. Um so much like at that, that's what I was gonna say. The, the I started saying this when we got a sidetrack, but the part where he's like, um, Professor McGonagall, I thought that perhaps because I'm an orphan and you know my parents, uh, my adoptive parents are abusive, you might let me go have this one little bit of joy that the other kids have. And she's like, Sorry, the rules say I can't help you, orphan boy. Off to the tower with you. It drives no, me not not insane. off to the tower. Off to the evil, dark, forbidden forest. That's where that's where detention is. But you need a fucking permission slip to go buy candy <laughs> yes. what are we doing yeah i it just drives me insane that like i'm sorry a double door for all the shit you're gonna make this kid do sign the fucking permission slip and let him go to hogsmeade you absolute pillock let him get a little drunk let him eat some goddamn candy he has he has infinity money yeah he really he really has the 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 rosebud sims cheat for that can for yeah. his money yeah, the my man's got infinite symbol simoleons. Let him go to the town and buy candy. 
Anyway, much like Harry Potter is not allowed to go to town, Clint doesn't get to. But he lays down on his bed covered in mud. And I was screaming at the television. Yes, I was screaming at the television. Right after the bullies sabotage his catapult. Yeah, yeah, they take it apart, which is really sad. He's talk he's like very clearly proud of this thing. And he Yeah, he's really like I've been running it. he's like doing physics with the computer to make sure that it it shoots right. Yeah. But also the whole point like they made a point that like only kids with permission slips can go to the the roller the, the roller disco and then Clint Howard just goes there. And I was like, "Well, then right. what then what? Then why?" Well, he used his he used his invisibility cloak and took a secret passage. <laughs> And then he gave the bullies a wedgie and threw snowballs at them. And and hey, remember that invisibility cloak, because turns out it's one of the most important objects in the fucking universe. Yeah, there's, this is like foundational to the history of our magical people, and somehow this kid got it. Fuck off. Uh, anyway, so he can't find his book, and then he goes to see the secretary, and she won't give it to him. Well, she says it wasn't reasons. there. Right, right. So then so he goes then to the he, roller rink. Right, right, right. And this this resolves results in him stealing a computer from the computer lab and taking it down to be uh, somehow in the, in the computer room. Like this thing like, was weigh a hundred and forty five. Like, did he put it on a radio flyer and just like wheel exactly. it through campus? <laughs> I want to see Clint Howard like. Uh, that you know the noise that a little wagon like a radio flyer makes when you drag it over. <laughs> yep. But the, yeah, and the like the as it rolls over like a an un, a, uh, a rough surface like the pavement like mm-hmm. that's what I want to see him him doing that and then clunk 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 down the stairs into the Satan room like what yeah. on earth so the this is when Luca Brazzi starts taking well, pity on first on Clint. so what happens is r- real quick another thing I got mad at. He's trying to decode, like, figure... He says, like, what is the key to Satan's magic? And the computer's yes. like, I don't understand. Like, play, you're playing a text-based yeah. adventure. Yes, exactly. Run Dragon Slayer? Yeah, exactly. But so... I think Dragon's they, Lair is the name of the game you're thinking thank of, you. by the way. Or, wait, is Dragon Slayer the one in big? Maybe it is. Maybe I'm confused. I think Dragon Slayer is the one in big, because Dragon's Lair okay. is, the, okay. is the arcade, the cabinet game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the, the professor is, the teacher is like, Hey, other kids have signed out the lab. You have to, you know, your time is up. And so Clint sees that he's typed like Satan's magic or whatever. And he turns off the computer and then walks away. And I was like, that didn't clear your browser history, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You need to turn the computer off, pal. And then the screen turns back on and I was like, Oh, Satan. And then we just see a computer in the, in the like Satan witchy chamber. And I was like, well, again, what 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 was between A and B? Like, I I'm thought we were going to get someone, baby. I thought someone was going to discover this, and it was going to be a right. thing. Right, right. The movie sets up so many things and never even like waves hands at paying them off. It's bonkers. Yeah, and this is like so he leaves, and they're like, oh, there's the the cafeteria is closing. Better get in there and get something to eat before you get there. Before it's oh, he closed. also tried to do a Satan summoning ritual without all the ingredients. Which like, yes, but buddy, which is, come on. This isn't mid pandemic cooking, buddy. You're not just like, I'll just figure it out with what's in my cabinet. What do I have? Mustard and capers? I don't know. <laughs> you're not you're not taking the, the foam from your cannellini beans and whipping it to make an egg white like substance. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't what's happening. So the, the but he, the he cook. starts cooking him a steak. 
And it's like, how do you like your steak? And he's like, whatever that is, which I really liked. Which is an ult- the ultimate, like, I don't have social skills answer. Uh-huh. Yeah. But also, I the chef is cooking him a steak and being nice to him and yes. pulling him into the back room. And he's shirtless and sweaty. Yes. And Tank I was like, top, at least he's no, also incredibly it looks like he's shirtless like, behind an apron. Like he's like a, Oh, some Oh, fucking pinup. <laughs> he's, like he's going to turn around and like look sunburned. over his shoulder and be like, Ooh, <laughs> there's going to be like a, 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 a flower handprint on his butt. <laughs> but he's also incredibly, incre- the actor is incredibly sunburned as if like he went to the beach the day before and was like, Oh shit, I fell asleep. Yeah. He it's looks a, like John Candy in Summer Rental. Oh, he does. But I thought he was going to like try and molest Clint Howard. Oh, really? I didn't get that at all. I, I thought I got, it was like, going to oh, be sleepaway camp. nice to him. Oh. I was like, is he okay, being nice okay. to him? Because Well, it was because he was shirt, shirtless and sweaty and like drinking and like, come to the back room and I'll show you something. I was like. Right. I was like, I don't know what's happening. And then we see puppies and we get a puppy metaphor. Yeah. And Clint Clint takes the run to the litter and then takes him down to his uh, lair. And at this point, I'm like, oh, wait, there was something about a blood sacrifice. Is Clint going to kill a dog? That would be I, a dark yeah, turn I was like, this movie. I was like, no, no, we can't do that. So he performs the ritual. It doesn't work. And then a bunch of people in masks swarm out and attack him, which at first I was like, oh, maybe the ritual worked. And then I was like, no, wait, this is Don Stark and the idiot boys. Well, so he does the ritual. And then we start hearing like... <sighs> kind of noises and i was like oh it's it's the old man who lives in the basement which we didn't talk about there's an old man who lives an old drunk man who lives in the basement and they call him the sergeant which is very bizarre like the the, that must have been his title at one point right but like why is he not wearing a dress uniform then Or, or or any uniform and why is he allowed around children right right he seems like a real creep so i thought the fake out was gonna be it was just sergeant sleeping Oh, right, right. The but big snores or whatever. But instead, the fake out is the bullies. Yeah. So we're halfway through this movie, and I was like, there's no Satan. Yeah. And so they knock him out and run away, and Clint Howard, like, wakes up and goes, it worked. And I was like, yes. What? What worked? <laughs> How? How did you take this way? Also, Don Stark is like, ah, he's fine. He's just knocked out. And I was like, that means he's got a brain injury, man. Like, he's not okay. Well, in movie world, knocked out means you're fine because Batman right, doesn't know, kill anybody. He just right. leaves them <laughs> unconscious for an hour, which uh, or more. you're losing a lot of motor function. Let's just exactly. say that. Batman leaves people unable to feed themselves. Yeah. Like death, death might be better in some of the people and some of the victims that Batman deals with. Uh, at this point, we get the first amazing computer graphic attack, which I really loved. So this is where I'm fucking confused. Because Clint does the thing. He does the ritual. Mm -hmm. And the computer changes from saying data incomplete to a, like, Satan LLC logo. (laughs) Yes, and what do you think? I've been working on it. It's like if Satan were cyberdyne. (laughs) Like, this is, like, when you go into Satandyne for the the corporate tour, this is the Mm -hmm. spinning logo on all the monitors. And so, like, it just is that the like text is gone. The incomplete is gone. I was like, Oh, he did the sacrifice, whatever. And then, and then this happens where, uh, Clint knocks a bunch of shit over and, uh, the Sarge comes in. Also, this is where the music fucking changes. 
They, I was okay. It's it sounds Looney like fucking Tunes. murder. She wrote. It's crazy. It's a it's a straight up like Looney Tunes like Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's cra- It's just this scene. It's like whoever no, it, they hired. It's from this- here to the rest of the movie. We get stupid xylophones popping in and out. Well, it's really egregious in this scene. I thought it was okay throughout most of the movie, but this scene is bonkers. Yeah, but so. The Sarge is like, you lied to me. You stole my crowbar. And I was like, well, why did you still have it, Clint Howard? You should have given that back. Like, you didn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, you lied to me about this room. You have a puppy in here. He goes to break the puppy's neck. Yes. Also, where is this dog pooping? Is that little hovel, a little little hutch it's in just full yeah. of turds? Full of poop. And then he's like, and he go, then he keeps calling Clint Howard a cocksucker. And he grabs him and he says, I'm going to turn a little boy into a little girl. And I was like, oh whoa <laughs> what how what yes like and you need to be holding giant comical hedge clippers if you're gonna make yes. that kind of line exactly and then the logo grows a like a pentagon shaped like tower beneath it and starts spinning it, around it honestly looks like like a depiction like a bad depiction of a giraffe where it's like uh, yes like a computer like the first computer modeling where they were like okay what would a giraffe be and they're like well we can only make four shapes so we're just gonna stack them to make a giraffe and it starts spinning around and then sarge kind of like freezes and his body starts twisting and it, yes it breaks him it like twists him in half and kills him it spins his neck all the way around which is like fine whatever and then goes back to the normal logo, and I was like, okay, so the computer is 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 Satan now. Like, it's yeah. fully Satan. Like, cool, 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 cool. Except fucking no. Because in <laughs> 10 minutes- still not there. Yeah. In 10 minutes, it's like, hey, we don't have the blood. And I was like, well, you killed a guy earlier. So if that <laughs> yeah, was you without- absolutely no sense. If that was you incomplete, Jesus Christ, what do you look like complete? I powered up for one move, you see. Like I, I also, I also really like. In the course of the fight, Clint kicks him in the nuts, which we are always advocating for and never getting. So I was very happy to see that. But also, the dude pulls out like a hip-sized bottle of of Jack Daniels, like a flask-sized bottle, and takes a big swig of it mid-fight. It's so dumb. And then Clint discovers a room within a room with more xylophone yes. music. Yes. Also, the guy, when they did the neck break, they clearly did the thing where they had him put his clothes on backwards, and he's he's holding his arms, like, behind his back so they look like they're the wrong way. Yeah. And then he falls down, and you can clearly see that he's just, like, trying to keep his arms in. It's very good. It's silly. Um. So Clint discovers Esteban's grave, I guess. <laughs> but I was just like, why? I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's makes Where are we? Sense. Yeah, it's like why is this such a deep cave system underneath this church? Um so then we cut to the secretary. This is insane. This sequence I, I literally could it's so nuts. First of all, she's by herself but she's wearing very elaborate lingerie which like hey, I don't know, maybe people well, do she, that. I think it was it's under like, her clothes. Right. They're like, maybe she does that, right? Like, maybe that's something she does for her. She doesn't need to do it for a partner or whatever. But I feel like most people put on lingerie when they're going to be with a partner who will see well, it. I think it. So I think it was a practical garter belt. Like, I think it was around her oh, waist. Okay. I think it, like, actually was, like, clipped it's to her stockings. V- 
It's very lacy, everything that she's wearing. So it's possible, but it seems very sexy what she's wearing. But so she gets home fully clothed, tries to pry off the the thing from the book one more time, and we get cut to the pigs. And then we cut back to her and she's like, and she like throws the book on the desk. And then we cut to her only in a bra and panties. And I was like, right. whoa, what? Scenes deleted. <laughs> So she takes off her bra and, like, the camera gives her a mammogram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We linger. We like, linger. The, the, camera, she... the camera knows that she should see her doctor about a lump. Like, it's <laughs> it's not cool. <laughs> and then she's in the shower. And for the first time in the history of this show, a woman actually gets her hair wet in the shower instead of just touching her breasts a lot. Yeah. I was stu- I was just truly stunned that she got her hair wet. But, but then, she, it's because like, she's showing off her boob. Like, it's just right, all boob. Right. Yeah. And then the the pigs are going nuts as she's like stripping down. And then as she gets her hair wet, the pigs burst into the bathroom. And I like this scene is so insane. I don't know that we're going to adequately describe it's so what happens stupid. here. Because we go from three very cute pigs, as you said before, to the puppet, which is perhaps a person in a suit. It's no, hard you know to what tell. it looks like? It looks <laughs> it looks like any time uh, a, a movie did a cross promotion with Pizza Hut and you got those <laughs> rubber hand puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like yeah. the mouth doesn't actually clearly go. It's just like a hinge. There's no other uh-huh. rubber, just a rubber hinge. And the it's all like warping stupid. Oh my God. So she gets chased back into her shower by the pigs, tackled and eaten. And I was like, okay, I, I know pigs will eat literally everything. Like, yeah, yeah. That's way people get rid of bodies but like huh but it's it's crazier than that because so she gets like tackled into the bathtub and there's a pig that she's like very clearly like pretending she's got to pretend this pig is trying to kill her and i couldn't tell if it was an actual it can't be the actual pig that doesn't seem safe so it's got to be the person in the suit but then they cut away and they cut back and the pigs are doing like a zombie movie where they like rip someone's guts out the pig is like Mm -hmm. pulling a big strip of flesh i literally yelled holy shit and then my fiance was like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. I just reacted very strongly to this stupid movie. It was so weird. It was so intensely gory. There's two scenes of intense gore, and this is the first one. And it was just like, whoa, yeah. I guess that's what we're doing here. So the book disappears then, as you... And then the book uh, tra- like uh, teleports away. And I was like, "Right, if you could do that the whole time, why was this an issue? I So I I took it as like the computer was powering up like like it was like like first it got enough power to break the neck but then it was like you know low on juice but it had it had enough to get the book back but it's all my own headcanon nonsense yeah so then we get to a scene that I had to text you about before you watch the movie and they're crowning miss heavy artillery which is like three women in a sort of a beauty contest bikini contest who are these women we have no idea do they go here clearly not because there's no women at the school but the clint howard's friend who was uh we did not mention up until the only black man the only black guy in the movie and he's also kind of barely in it but he was on i want to say good times or uh he was on a sitcom from the 70s he do you remember dickie roberts former child star the movie we watched a bunch of times when we were both you know young idiots i remember that the movie exists but i do not remember anything specific beyond brendan frazier's in it 
he has a cameo as himself in that as one of the like washed up child actors. So oh. that's that's he was he was on this seventies sitcom. I don't remember which one. I, I I've never watched it, but uh, so he comes to get Clint, who is covered in sweat and like stumbling out of the basement, clearly having suffered a trauma of some type. And he's like, "Come on, you're gonna miss miss heavy artillery." And then they're sitting in the audience watching this, and Clint is like dazed and out of it but still drooling over these women but it's three women in different very different bathing suits i i was surprised but yeah. like three completely different styles it just i assumed they'd have like pink red and blue in the same bikini but the 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 soccer coach is emceeing this competition and he's like all right how about sandra how about angela how about darla i made up these names but it's the movie doesn't care about these women either so who cares uh yeah, woman one, woman two, woman three, and they have the the men cheer, and then they award the prize. Who did you think was going to win before he announces the prize? Woman one, the two, third three. one with the flower. In okay, her hair. okay, because she gets this uproarious reaction. Like it's like like friggin' Andre the Giant strolled out of a, a tunnel unexpectedly. People are like, yeah, woo! And then they're like, okay, and the winner is. Number two. And I was like, what? You did but not also, do this right. From a movie standpoint, girl number three was the only one whose hair she had. So all the girls had like, they had like kind of like just down whatever hair. Hers yeah. was kind of back off her face and had a flower in it. So I was like, oh, she's, yes. she's different. They put like two yeah, seconds yeah, yeah. worth of extra time on her. She's the important one. Right. No JK. No. Um, also, I was like, yeah, blue bathing suit totally didn't win that cheer off. Um, right. And then... So the girl who we thought was going to win is behind the bleachers smoking a joint with maybe the first contestant. I think it's the other. I don't know where any of these women came from. Right. We have we have no idea. I don't I'm sure they have names, but I don't think the movie says them more than like one time. No. And so Clint Howard goes up to her. He's like, I really thought you should have won. And she like rolls her eyes at him. He's like, no, I mean it. And she's like, wow, you really you really mean that. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, "Okay." This, this is where the movie starts to feel like there was no script and they're improvising. Yes. This, like the next 20 minutes is like really rough where it's just like, this doesn't feel like dialogue. It feels like two actors being told to go talk to each other. And it doesn't make any sense. So like the, the bullies show up and they're like, you're smoking a joint. You, you can't play soccer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then because this is gay, they take his pants off and yes. like leave him face down on the ground. And then, they all they're like you tell the fucking head headmaster we're gonna kill you and then they leave and i thought the girl that he was talking to was gonna like help him up uh-huh 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 because that's you definitely know, what the movie was building to hey i'm really sorry that happened or like they're jerks or something no mm-hmm. she walks by glances down at him and then walks off with the bullies <laughs> yes. after and saying was- leave him alone yes yes it was totally incomprehensible and then the headmaster comes and sees a student crying face down with his pants around his ankles and is like, yeah, you can't play soccer tomorrow. You're punished. And I was like, in what <laughs> world do you think he was is he doing? not the victim? Yeah, <laughs> it's bonkers. It's really, truly nuts. So the the bullies find the Satan room in the basement. Yeah. And this is where it just like, I I don't get it and i'm mad that i'm watching this movie because it just doesn't fucking make sense yeah because and, the di- and this is this scene in terms of like the improvised dialogue parts is really really rough it's i mean yeah. like nobody has any idea what they're supposed to be doing here so up until now we've had the head bully billy stark we've had the fat sidekick who's like aggressive 
And then there's one other guy who's like kind of aggressive. And the other two are just sort of like tertiary. They're not really doing anything. Yeah. So they get into this room and the girls find the puppy. And then the head bully is like, well, we need a a blood sacrifice. That's what the computer says. Because all of a sudden the computer is saying like, error, need blood sacrifice. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was saying that before. It was saying that before, but the bullies have seen it now. But no, it stopped saying that after Clint did the thing. When it turned into the logo, it stopped saying that when it turned into the logo and it spun the guy's spine around. It stopped I showing. He tried that to it, do the ritual again later. Maybe or maybe I'm misremembering the, the order. I, I believe you. I swear that that was the case. But all of a sudden, the computer's at, and the the bully's like, "Well, we need to kill this puppy." And there's one guy, like literally in the door, like he's like, "I'm leaving because this is too yeah, much for yeah. me." There's like they're playing with they're playing with the Satan shit, whatever. Uh, very that scene in Evil Dead where the stuff comes out of the basement, mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, uh, the fat kid starts chanting "kill," and yes. then the one guy, the, then all of the bull- boys just join in and start chanting "kill, kill, kill," and they stab the puppy. And I was like, "What in the fuck is happening?" Like yeah, they were bullies; like, they were not puppy killers. It was. I really think that it's you're supposed to believe that the computer like did this to them, but the movie doesn't do that at all. Like it doesn't show you that. Where's, it doesn't tell where's you a that. little electrical like when he touches the keyboard, yeah. we get a little electrical yep. surge up his arm. Yeah, yeah, anything. And the two women are just like watching them murder a dog. They don't run screaming from the room. They're just like watching. No, they well, no, they just take an Uber out of the fucking movie. Right, they disappear, and then um, and so they kill. Don't the dog, know why and the. the compu- the computer's like, actually, I needed human blood, idiot. And I was like, well, well, then why did you? Clint Howard was already like doing shit, right? Like, right. we didn't need this. Yeah, you should have stopped them from killing the puppy. Like, I don't get yes. it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. So he he comes down later. He finds the altar covered in blood, and then they put the puppy back in its little hutch. Like, why I don't know. But Clint like puts his hand in and pulls it out, all bloody. Like, and he's, thank you know, Christ they never crying. actually showed a dog body. I, yeah, I was shocked we didn't see a little dead dog puppet, but they did not. And then uh, the there's some dragon's lair, uh, not dragon slayer, dragon's lair ass graphics that they slightly change here as uh, Esteban says, Esteban's coffin will like, catches on fire. Yes, yes. But then and the I was coffin like, like flames to life. I was like, I thought you did return 20 fucking minutes ago. <laughs> yes, yes. And so now Clint is like stealing the consecrated wafers and the German teacher like catch it. The, the teacher who is German, not the German teacher, like catches him and follows him after he takes the wafers from the chapel. And Clint <laughs> grabs this guy with one hand, just yeets him into the ceiling where there's a chandelier made of spikes for some reason. It makes no goddamn sense. The, the teacher is like, I'm going to report you. And all of a sudden, Clint runs over to him, grabs him, lifts him over his head and impales him on the thing. And I was like, it's no, it's incredible. This is Satan power, which show me that. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, like I turned to full, like this last 20 minutes, I think is delightfully insane. Like it's it's so over. The I'm top, just so mad ridiculous. at it. Yeah, so I, I, you and I are completely at odds on this because this sequence, I was ha- ha- laughing my ass off the whole way through. Well, so now the computer is running that, like, you know that scene? I think it's 2001 A Space Odyssey when they show uh, going through a wormhole. Uh-huh. And it's the two vertical, like, things. Mm-hmm. It's if you turn that on its side, it's it's that imagery for the, like, Satan program. Except right, every right. other thing, every other graphic is a naked lady. Right. What the fuck are you doing? And Clint is typing, like, 100 words a minute one-handed. It's crazy. And so the 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 soccer team all goes to the chapel 
and the 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 military priest is like giving a lesson and then all of a sudden the satan the satan the jesus statue starts uh, bleeding and then it's, yeah it's bleeding black which i thought was weird and yeah. then the arm is like clearly a person who's like just moving their arm. I think this scene looks super cool. It's like wiggling the bolt out of the hand from, from the, you know, I just, the classic J. I thought pose. we were going somewhere where like the Jesus statue comes to life and kills someone. Yes, that's me too. Which would have been rad as hell, by the way. Yeah. I would have loved that. Yeah. Not where we go though. Instead, the, the military priest gets impaled because the, the one nail shoots out of Jesus's hand and hits him in the head. Yeah. It's and then awesome they all looking. start. It's, it looks great, but like, where yeah. would, then Jesus just stops doing stuff? Well, then the other weird part is so, like, Clint catches blood in a goblet from the duty through in the spikes and he drinks it, which is like, whoa, I didn't think that was part of this ritual. But then they do this really, I think it looks shockingly good for 19 for the time period, yes. Yeah, like you could put this in a, a movie that came out today and it would not look in, as bad as, as some of the effects you see in mainstream movies. Richard Mole's face is on Clint's body and he's like talking he's like i am esteban and i have returned and clint is like full demon at this point Mm -hmm. um super awesome looking and then the the uh clint powers up there's a huge fireball at the altar where the 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 military priest got spiked in the head and then clint comes up through the bottom like you know a concert that you know some crazy ass pyrotechnics <laughs> at a concert he's like he's this awesome pose he looks like they have his hair like fully well, insane uh, like it just everything fucking rules is that like clint howard still looks like doofy clint howard with his hair yes that's black. what's great about this and like i think i don't know maybe <laughs> It's just like this scene is so goofy feeling because he comes out with a sword. <laughs> yes, it is. And I was like, nothing really makes sense with what has happened so far. Like, b- like right. bully. Oh, it's utterly incomprehensible. Know, the entire soccer team wasn't mean to Clint Howard. There were six, right. there were five people mean to Clint Howard, but the entire right. soccer right. team gets murdered, including but the Clint one who's nice to him. Which one? The black friend is in the chapel, isn't he? No, he's not. Oh, I thought he was in the chapel. No, he goes, the black friend goes to get the, the cafeteria man. Oh, and then right, they right, 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 never right, show right. up. Okay. Yeah, they never get there. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, big campus. Um, <laughs> they're on South campus. It's this long thing. So he's like go, running around, swinging his sword. A bunch of pigs come up out of the floor. <laughs> yep. And the pigs attack the fat kid and like tear him to Which shreds. Which like, okay, I'll give you the pig attacks the fat kid. That one uh-huh. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But just like everyone's getting their heads chopped off. And then <laughs> and the best part is Clint is on wires and he's doing this like his legs are back. Like he's 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 kind of in the shape of a J. His his body, his legs to torso. He's like. If he was sideways. Heels. Yeah, if you were looking at him sideways, his heels are kicked up to his butt. But he's he's facing the audience, and so he's like clearly in like whatever the most com- comfortable position is to be while you're on wires, because he's got his kind of arms out. He's holding this sword, and then in like half the scenes, you can just see the big wire. Like it's there's no effort to hide it. It's just like big ass wire. No, and there's Clint Howard flying all over this fucking church, cutting heads off. I can't. It's just so insane. It's so delightful. But my problem to me. is like, like it's. <laughs> 
it's so dumb and unearned. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It's absolutely those things. That's why I loved it so much. I was like, if you're going to be bad, be entertaining. And this is so entertaining to me where he's just like, he floats <laughs> blow, He floats over, knocks a head right off a body, and then just like moves the next guy. One dude he cuts in ha- in twain. He cleaves him in twain. Like He does the, like, chop the head in half. Through the head to the nuts. He just like, whunk, and cuts this guy in half. Oh, man, I was laughing my ass off. It's so ridiculous. But then the head bully gets away and runs to the basement where he is. So he's like, his shirt is ripped open. And I was like, gay. Yes. And then he like, he goes to the room within a room in the chamber and Sarge has come back to life. Yes. And then Sarge kills him. And I was like, well, what the fucking fuck? Like, well, there's also a great scene where he's hiding and he leans against a door and then the pig bursts through the door like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Like, Here's Oinky. I did like that. And it's and clearly it's like puppet. squishy rubber face. Yes. And it's like biting at the door and biting him. That's that's how his shirt gets ripped because this pig bites it. I, I was howling. I was like tears running down my face laughing at this final sequence. I could not believe that Clint Howard doesn't kill the head bully. Like yeah, what it was, insanity it was a is that? Yeah, it really was a bummer. Uh, so they all die, and then it, we get this like stupid. You know, Clint Howard was the only survivor of uh of the massacre at the at the accident at the church. He's now in an insane asylum. Also, there's one really. I'm sorry. There's one more. There's one bully who like sticks his head through what looks like a window frame with no window in it, and he like pops up and he's like, Aah! and he gets dragged back, and then he pops back out again, and he's like, Aah! and then he he pulls back, and then we just, must I was hurt. like, okay, I was like, okay, rule of threes. What's the third thing going to be? The third thing is just a loose arm falls down from where it happened. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. But yeah, the 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 fact that it just suddenly stops mid I was like, wow, there's not much time left in this movie. What's going to happen? Oh, it just ends. They're like, we're out of film. Cut. We're done. Yeah. And like my like the bones of this are fine. It's Carrie. The bones of this are yeah. Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can rewrite this script and make it half decent. I'm I'm honestly appalled that there aren't like three shitty directed DVD sequels to this that that came out, you know, in the intervening 80s. Like it's it's utterly incomprehensible that that didn't happen to me yeah but like this is the movie that they should remake like yeah give for the sure. shitty this ones is, be, yeah make the shitty ones good and leave yeah. the good ones fine yeah no i mean the idea of like satan in a computer is is inherently ridiculous but so is like a satan movie to me as a non-christian person like so yeah i'm all in for this but honestly like I, I would be fine if we got Evil Speak 2 with, like, current day 75-year-old or whatever he is, Clint Howard, as a running around maniac. I'm in. I'm in for this nonsense. Give it to me. Big heaping plate over yeah. here. I mean, his knees might not be. <laughs> well, we can use body doubles and stuff. Let the pigs do most of the work. <laughs> Just don't forget to call me, baby. <laughs> Damn it. That's not going to come to me. Um, yeah, I, I would recommend this. It's a bad movie. This is like a, like the parts where this movie is bad. It's like really hard to to watch. It's very slow, but there are, there's like, to me, just enough good stuff that gets you to that final 20 minutes, which I think is delightful. Like just totally off the rails, nonsense, cocaine, eighties insanity. Um, I I like this a lot. Yeah. 
And it's okay if you hated it. I you don't have to. Re- don't I really didn't obvious. like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just like the the sheer insanity of this really carried me through, and it was like exactly what I wanted out of a Clint Howard led horror movie. It was like just totally, just everything's insane. Every choice is the craziest choice you could make. Uh, yeah, I liked. I the movie is bad, and Andrew is right. But the I liked the parts of this I liked. I personally liked so much that I just it's like a delight to me. <laughs> Is one of the few times we've differed on a final recommend or not recommend. I feel yeah. like you're like I feel like you're a hard no on this guy. I'm a hard I'm no. Like, it's, it's just it's yeah. It's it's short, but it's just so not good. Yeah, yeah. I I, I will say it's mostly like I can't believe this is real kind of a watch versus okay. like this 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 is a good recommend. But it, yeah, I can see this working with the right group of people. This this could be really fun. But I I'm, I think you're right. It's not a good movie. But I just I really enjoyed that last twenty minutes. Um. Yeah, so uh, that that that's uh, the end of our January uh, here, and we're heading into is it February or favorites February? I can't remember what I say February, but I think you like favorites February because it's yeah, sweatier. It's, it's sweatier, yeah. Um, so we're heading into that. The first one up will be your favorite pick. Um, what are we watching? Uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Nice. I have not uh, not ever seen that. It's fun. Yeah, I've, I think it's Edie like McClurg is there. right? What did you say? It's like somewhat, it's like somewhat Pee Wee's Big Adventure ish. Yeah, it's it's that yeah. kind of, it's that kind of madcap energy. Edie McClurg is okay. is great. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I've never seen it, so it'll be fun for me. Uh, and I'll have a favorite pick uh, for the next episode that month. So keep an ear out for that. Don't forget to head over to Patreon and check out Patreon.com/slash/dissectingthe80s. Check us out there. Uh, Dissect the eighties on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, and if you haven't done it yet, review the show. We always like to see those and we read them on the air. So if you do that, we will read it on the air. Uh, thank you so much again f- for listening. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.